So fall is here, and tonight we are starting a new series on, here at Worship Uncoiled. And this month, for the month of October, we are talking about ghosts. Now, before you jump into what your mind immediately goes to, which we will go there uh, near the end of the month, but tonight we're going to talk about the ghosts of our past and how sometimes the ghosts of our past can follow us around and haunt us. Next week, we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost that leads us into the future. And near the end of the month, we're going to talk about uh, the ghosts that you think of this time of year, Halloween hauntings, and how we should handle those uh, events as Jesus followers. And so uh, it's, it's going to be a great month. I'm really excited about it. This is my favorite time of year. You guys hear me say this every single year. Um, but fall is absolutely, without a doubt, my favorite time of year. There is just something about the fall that is incredible. I love the way the leaves change color and cover the ground and fall like rain and just cover the ground with a blanket of color. Uh, I, I love that the weather is cooling down. I, I love the, the holidays that we celebrate this time of year and there's just... <coughs> Goodness, excuse me. I know, I'm dying on you, aren't I? <coughs> All right, I got it. Um, excuse me. Um, but I love all of the holidays that are around this time of year. It seems like there's always something new around every corner. I absolutely love this time of year. October is kind of our spooky month of the year. Um, in, in American culture, uh, we celebrate Halloween and, you know, the scary movies come out. And even for like little, little kids, you know, the cartoons get spooky, not necessarily scary, but spooky, if you will. And, um, and it's just our, our spooky time of year. But there's an incredible phenomenon that, that happens at the end of this month. All month long, we are uh, talking about spookiness and ghosts and Halloween and jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins and, and bats and, and all kinds of stuff. This just kind of gives this spooky vibe. October 31st, we dress up, if you still do that, which our family still does, and you go trick-or-treating, and when you get home, and you take the costumes off, and you get all of your Halloween candy put up, and on November 1st, you wake up, and do you know what happens? Everything that was spooky is completely gone. I heard someone say Christmas. We have moved on to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like everything that is spooky was spooky. The entire month has been put behind us and we are all of a sudden like, ooh, thankful, be thankful. Thanksgiving, Christmas, exciting stuff, times of joy, experience, great things. And it's like overnight, there's a switch that flips and we're no longer spooky. Now we are moving into a joyful season of Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what that is. That was weird. Anybody else hear that? That was weird. Anyway, um, sounded like weird music. Anyway, sorry, I got distracted. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I wish my life were like the switch from October 31st to November 1st. 
I wish that my life would be able to look at the past and say, yeah, that's the past. I'm looking forward to the future and the past is behind me. But if I'm 100% honest with you, my life, and maybe you aren't like me, and if you're not, that is awesome, but my life is not at all like that. If I am 100% honest with you, uh, I'm regularly haunted by my past. I am regularly haunted by the ghosts of my past and the things that speak shame into my life. We're going to jump right into uh, Scripture this morning, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. The, the entire chapter has a whole lot to say if you start looking from the beginning of the chapter all the way through. We won't read it all tonight, but it has a lot to say for how we can begin to work on letting go of the ghosts of our past and looking toward the future. Because here's the truth. When we hold on to the ghosts of our past and those ghosts continue to haunt us, it hinders our direction for the future. When the ghosts of our past haunt us and we believe the lies that are whispered into our lives, it hinders our direction for the future. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17, this is our main verse for tonight. It says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. Now, we're not going to read all through 2 Corinthians 5, but I want to give you a brief overview of what Paul is saying in the midst of these verses. He starts 2 Corinthians 5 talking about heavenly bodies and earthly bodies and how while we are on this earth, we have earthly bodies. We have flesh and skin and bones, and we have this, this part of us that is bound to this earth. We are earthly bodies. But he's saying there's something greater than living for just the stuff on this earth. There's a heavenly body, and we are called to put on our heavenly bodies. And those are eternal. That's our soul. That's what really matters. And we put on our heavenly bodies when we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so Paul, in the beginning of 2 Corinthians 5, is explaining to his readers, he's saying, listen, <clears throat> my entire goal in life is to help people put on their heavenly bodies to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, to, to take what they thought was living for nothing more than this earth and realize there is so much more to live for. And that impacts the incredible life that we can have here on this earth when we live our, our heavenly bodies and we allow them to clothe us. And then he says this, and then he says this, and this is very telling for where I think Paul's heart was. It says in verse 11, but what we are, he's referring to himself now, what we are, himself and uh, the other missionaries that are with him, is known to God. And he says this, I hope it is also known to your conscience. Now, you want to talk about a guy with a lot of ghosts from his past that probably haunted him. It was Paul. Paul was originally Saul. Saul was this guy that, that decided Jesus was a fraud 
and there was this new movement going on, and Jesus' followers were the people that were causing all kinds of disrest and and, uh, difficulty in the world. And so Saul, Paul, who used to be known as Saul, had one goal, squash the Jesus followers and the Jesus movement any way possible. And, and so Saul would go from town to town to town to town, and he would torture and imprison and kill any Jesus follower he could possibly get his hands on. And then, some of you know this story, Saul was going down a road, and God spoke to him through a bright light, and he went into this town called Damascus, and uh, he was explained that, hey, you're actually not working for God, you're working against God, and he made this change in his life, and he started going on missionary journeys, and he wrote the, what we know as like most of the New Testament through the letters that he wrote to various churches. Now, here's what's incredible about Paul, Saul, Paul, one and the same. I don't know about you guys, but when I think about the life of Paul, I picture the life of Paul like the switch from October 31st to November 1st. Paul was this horrible, awful dude that killed Christians. He met God and boom, his life changed. And when I read most of the New Testament, I don't picture Paul as this guy with these ghosts following him around from his past. But this one sentence right here tells me maybe he did have some ghosts following him in his past. When he says, what we are is known to God, I hope that it's known to you. He's still wrestling with this idea of being hopeful that who he honestly is will show through to people. I wonder how many times he laid awake at night and the images of the people that he had hurt, of the families that he had torn apart, of the people that he had killed, I wonder how often those images flashed through his mind. Now, I could be reading way into this scripture, but as I look through 2 Corinthians 5, Paul says, I'm trying to get people to accept Christ, and I know that God knows who I am. I hope that you know who I am. And there's this, it seems to me, this bit of wrestling going on inside of him, like there's these ghosts from his past that are creeping up and haunting. Have you ever found yourself in the spot? Have you ever found yourself where you've got some things in your past And it's not as easy to escape those things as it is doing the flip from Halloween and October to Thanksgiving and Christmas in November. I think Paul understood better than anyone what it was like to have a past and how to deal with that past. And I think that if we look at 2 Corinthians 5, and we continue through this chapter, we will see some insight into the best ways that, are you guys paying attention? Alden, kind of going like this, paying attention. All right. You will see some insights into the best ways that we can handle our past. Second Corinthians 5.16 says, 
From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. See, here, here's the deal. If we want to escape our past, if we want, to, we want to fight the ghosts that haunt, it starts with our viewpoint. And Paul says this. Paul says this. He says, there's two bodies. There's an earthly body and a heavenly body. We're supposed to be clothed with the heavenly body. That happens when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And, and he's trying to explain that he hopes people will see him for who he is. And he says, so here's what I'm going to do. I've got a past. You've got a past. We've all got these pasts. We probably all have some ghosts that haunt us and follow us into the future. Here's what I'm going to do. From now on, I'm not going to view anybody from the flesh. From now on, I'm not going to view anybody from a worldly standpoint because here's the truth. The truth is when we put on Jesus Christ, we are being viewed from our heavenly bodies. And, and he even says, we once saw Christ as only earthly. They thought Jesus was going to come and take over the world and set up an earthly kingdom. And the truth of the matter is Jesus was never about that. Jesus was about something greater, far greater than they could ever imagine. And so he says, I'm not going to view anybody from a worldly standpoint. And that includes himself. And this is really, really important because I think it's really easy to look at these, these verses and say, yeah, we got to start viewing other people the way Jesus would view other people. But I think it's vital that we start viewing ourselves the way Jesus views us. You girls paying attention. We start viewing ourselves the way Jesus views us. It is really, really difficult to say, I'm not going to view that person as the worldly person they were or are used to be when we can't say, I'm not going to view myself as the person I used to be. And I think Paul would look at you today and he would say, I don't see you as a person that's against God. I see you as a person that has a future and a hope and a purpose, and God is going to do and is doing incredible things through you. I don't regard anybody according to the flesh. Because the truth is, in the following verse, if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. I'm a new creation. You're a new creation. Anybody in Christ, anybody that has said, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior, is a new creation. The old is gone. The things we've struggled with, the, the sins that we've struggled with, the mistakes we've made. Guys, it's gone. Jesus paid for that on the cross. We can step into the future confident without the ghosts of our past following us around. And if you look at Paul's life, as he goes through 2 Corinthians 5, it's evident that he is talking to himself as much as he is talking to everybody else. I, I have a short list here of the things that Paul dealt with in 2 Corinthians 5, his personal progression through this scripture. Paul is haunted by the ghosts of his past. Let's be honest, he was a horrible dude. He tortured people. He killed people because they followed Jesus. 
I imagine that haunted him. But Paul put on a spiritual body. He's changed. He, he decided to accept Jesus and set his life moving in the right direction. Paul hopes that other people see the truth of that in him. And Paul views himself not from a worldly viewpoint, but from God's viewpoint. And because Paul views himself that way, he can extend that same grace and view others that way as well. Because anyone in Christ, anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You know, one, one of the reasons this is my favorite time of year, there are lots of reasons this is my favorite time of year. But if I had to narrow it down to one specific reason that this, out of the whole rest of the year, is my favorite time of year, it would be that everything happening is new. Think about it. One day you drive down the road and the trees are green and the next day you drive down the road and there are different colors splashing out amongst the trees and, and there's this newness of color and life. One day you step out to go to the car, go to the bus, to go to school, and so you see your breath for the first time in the cool, brisk air, and there's this newness. There's the first frost that is on the ground. <clears throat> there's the new clothes that you're pulling out of your closets that you haven't pulled out for months, and, and you're getting to put on your new clothes. There's holidays, there's fall break, and there's Halloween, and there's Thanksgiving, and there's Christmas, and, and you're just constantly going from one new thing to another new thing to another new thing to another new thing, and there's always something to look forward to. It's the perfect, perfect example of what our lives should look like in Christ. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. Yeah, we have our struggles, but you know what? That's in our past, and we've got something new to look forward to. And the next day we wake up and we say, yeah, I, I struggled yesterday, but, but I've got something new to look forward to. And, and every step we take with Jesus is something new and, and different and something that moves us forward and closer to God and closer to the person that we were created to be. And I love that it is a perfect reminder of that. Now, here's the deal. We are new. That's a great truth. Um, how, how do we practically live that out? How do we say, okay, what am I going to do with that? I'm a new creation. I'm not going to let the ghosts of my past haunt me anymore. That's, how do you do that? So I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys and a little bit vulnerable. Um, I have anxiety, like pretty hardcore anxiety. I struggle with a few different things in the midst of anxiety. And I've gone to uh, different therapists and counselors and psychologists and uh, gotten, gotten help in these different areas for how to manage all of the things that are going on in my brain. And there have been times in my life where it has seemed completely, utterly overwhelming. And through all of these therapists and counselors and things that have helped me out, um, 
there has been something that I think will be helpful for you. And it is this. It is possible to retrain your brain. It is possible. It is very hard work, but it is possible and it is so worth it. Now, re retrain your brain. Here's what I mean by that. I struggle with anxiety. I have some ghosts in my past that pop up. And when those ghosts in my past haunt me personally, they start to send messages into my life about who I am. And so this ghost will pop up and I'm a failure and I will never amount to anything. And my brain has trained itself because of my anxiety. It has burnt a pathway inside of my brain to automatically think when that ghost pops up, you automatically go to, boom, you're a failure. You will never amount to anything. And so one of the things that I had to work on personally to fight the ghosts of my past, which maybe this will be helpful for you, was retraining that pathway in my brain. And the way you do that is simple and difficult all at the same time. Here's how it works. Ghost of your past pops up. Ghost of my past pops up. I am a failure. I will never amount to anything. I have to physically tell myself, CJ, you are not a failure. This is just a thought of something you struggled with in your past. You are new. And what I do is I just kind of envision that thought floating away. Now hear me, I don't go at this and say, nope, CJ, you are not gonna think like that. You're not gonna say that about yourself. You're not gonna think about that about yourself. Because the truth of the matter, and this is how it's explained to me, is when you start saying, don't think about this, don't think about this, you know what you're going to do? You're automatically going to think about it. For example, don't think about an elephant with purple polka dots. Don't think about it. Don't think about an elephant with purple polka dots. Every single person in this room right now is picturing an elephant with purple polka dots. And so what we have to do is instead of saying, dude, CJ, don't think like that, we have to say, okay, that thought came into my brain, but you know what? I know the truth. I'm burning a new pathway. And instead of telling ourselves what not to do, we tell ourselves what to do. We tell our, instead of telling ourselves who we were and not to think about who we are, we tell ourselves who we are. We tell ourselves, I'm not a failure. I have a purpose. I am incredibly loved. And you guys, this is hard, hard, hard work. But it's possible that every time that ghost of your past pops up, you can remind yourself the truth of who you are. And that thought can just kind of vanish and float down the river. And it can pop up again and 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 again. And every time you remind yourself the truth and you let that thought float down the river. 
You remind yourself the truth and you let that thought vanish into thin air. You remind yourself the truth and you say, that thought just came into my head. And you burn new pathways. Some of us have some ghosts that are haunting us that are pretty serious. All of us have some ghosts that are haunting us no matter where we are in life. I want to encourage you tonight. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old, it's gone. It's gone. Jesus died for that. He paid for that. You don't have to do anything about that. It's gone. Go live your future. Remind yourself who you are. Remind yourself the truth that Jesus says who you are, that you are a new creation. And I want to invite you, I give a practical challenge every week. Um, I, I want to invite you, some of you need to start rewiring your brain. I want to invite you to start working on that. And one of the best places to start is to talk to a trusted adult and just kind of open up. And maybe, maybe you need to talk to me about that. I would love to talk to you about uh, how, to, how to work through that and help escape some of the ghosts of your past. Um, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your, your ministers um, at your local churches, whoever it may be. But I want to encourage you, you're a new creation. And so this week, start to rewire your brain. Tell yourself the truth of who you are. Because God said, I died for that. It's dead and gone. You're a new creation, and I've got an incredible future for you. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for tonight and the chance to be here. And